And welcome, everybody, to episode number eight of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me at Twitter, at P Fedoff. Again, that's at P as in Paul, T as in Tom, H-I, T as in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, just go to my Twitter account. And also this week, I posted, because I kind of have a pop culture references from time to time here with my movies and TV stuff. I have a reference, or actually, I I posted on my Twitter account. On August the 16th, there's going to be a documentary on Netflix. They have their Unbroken series about, you know, sports celebrities that have overcome, you know, obstacles during their career and after their career. And this one's on Manti Teo about the whole fake girlfriend being catfished during the 2012 season and then the story breaking in 2013. That's an it's an excellent series from last year. I watched it on Netflix. The one with, with Marty Fish and Andy Roddick. It was mostly focused on Marty Fish and his anxiety issues when he played tennis. And there was another one on, on Bruce Jenner now, Caitlyn Jenner. That was another excellent documentary for the Unbroken series. They, they started on August the sixteenth, and it's the as I look on my cheat sheet here on Netflix, August the sixteenth, about the Manti Teo girlfriend, fake girlfriend. If you want to call it a scandal or whatever, he was more or less catfished. Again, just go to my Twitter account now and you'll have all the details on that documentary. Because more or less, this this podcast is it's going to be called Notre Dame and Hollywood Part 1. Part 2 will be next week because I need some more time to research it. And more or less what I'm talking about today is going to factor into my next, through the Part 2 on this uh, podcast here. So so Notre Dame and Hollywood, I had, I, I had, when I was doing some research a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of knew this already, but it really kind of shocked me. Notre Dame has not been featured in movies that much. There's actually only really two movies, two actual movies, obviously Rudy of 1993. And then as I go to my cheat sheet, Newt Rockney, All-American from 1940, uh, our president of the 80s, Ronald Reagan. You know, I, I know him as the president as a kid growing up in the 80s, but he was a actor in his younger days. And it starred him and Pat O'Brien. Ronald Reagan played George Gipp, uh, you know, the famous Gipper speech. And that was pretty much it on campus. Rudy of 1993 and then Newt Rocking All-America 1940. They also had an excellent documentary on Father Hesburgh. He's a longtime president of Notre Dame. And that was from 2018. Excellent documentary. Check it out. I don't know if it's streaming now. You can get the DVD at your local library. That's where I got this to watch one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, not just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, just an excellent documentary altogether about what father Hesburgh did for the university and for the country as a whole for civil rights, just an excellent documentary. If you can check it out, but for new, so I just started to think, what if they use Notre Dame for a movie again or for a TV series, you know, what would it be? And again, I just started to think about Rudy, new rocking all American, And then here's another one, and I'll get back to this in a little bit, but there's also a movie called The Spirit of Notre Dame from 1931. It was not filmed at Notre Dame. It was filmed at Universal Studios in California. However, it had had some major implications, or I shouldn't even say implications, major effect on the Notre Dame University as a whole, especially with Newt Rock. I'll get into that in a little bit. I never knew this at the time. So let's say I, I'm always about never remaking good movies. I'm always like, try to remake a bad movie to make it good. 
with me rocking all American, I did watch that a few years back. It was a, it was a solid movie, but it's, it's extremely dated. Those movies of that time were very theatrical. It's like you're watching a play as to more of the situational type movies we're at now where it's you know more dramatic effect. It's not like you're watching a play just to put it bluntly. If they were to remake that, I'd be fine with that. I mean, do it on campus. I mean, obviously you would have to, you know, the set design would have, have to be for that time period. But like I said, it was more theatrical during that time, like watching a play. I, if, if they were to remake a movie, that'd be a great one to remake right there. And then like with the spirit of Notre Dame, that's from 1931, again, filmed out in California. I have not watched that movie, but from just looking at the pictures, it's, it's pretty much going to be like Newt Rockingall all American, more theatrical, like you're going to watch a play instead of situational drama environments that we're used to now with, you know, the new age of making movies. But here's the thing with the spirit of Notre Dame. I looked this up and it's kind of weird here because when I look it up, it just says, it, it says here, a story of two friends who play football, one of whom is a self-centered quarterback who thinks he's the only man on the team. And what else here? And here it says, too, Coach Newt Rockney leads the Fighting Irish to gridiron wins over Northwestern and Army, while one of his players tries to instill the values of teamwork in an arrogant teammate. But when I look at the credits, it's it's really weird here. It says just Coach. It doesn't say Newt Rockney. And then I, I when I did my research, um, comedic actor during the olden, you know, golden age of Hollywood, his name was Andy Devine. His name was Truck McCall in this movie. But from my research, they said that was more or less George Gipp, the one Ronald Reagan played in the 1940 uh, Newt Rockney All-American. So, again, they're not really using the – I don't know if that was because Notre Dame wouldn't let them, but they're not using – at least from what I can see from the credits. I haven't watched the movie, so maybe they do mention Newt Rockney in the movie. But according to the credits, they don't. So – that's just kind of weird here, but here's the thing that, and like I said, this affected Notre Dame's football program because of this movie in 1935, or no, I'm sorry. That's where the, in 1931, on March the 31st, 1931, Newt Rockney went out to California to be a consultant for this movie and the plane crash. I always knew Newt Rockney died in a plane crash. I didn't know it was because he was going out to consult for this movie and he was killed with seven other people. And on TWA flight 599 on March the 31st, 1931. And it was actually in Kansas. And there's actually a monument now that they dedicated in 1935 to both Newt Rockney and those seven that were killed uh, in the plane crash. It's actually in Mapfield Green, Kansas. So not to be morbid, but I, I would like to go out there to see, you know, this monument. And I don't know if that's the actual plane crash site. I got to think it is. Uh, because when I'm looking at the actual memorial here, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So I believe that's where the plane actually crashed. It was it was in a in a rural type area where it crashed. But I didn't know that's how Newt Rockney died. I knew he died in a plane crash, but he was going out to consult for the spirit of Notre Dame, this movie that I had never heard until I started doing this research. But again, that was not filmed at Notre Dame. So so here's the thing: if we if we were to do another whether it's biographical, a fictionalized story set on the Notre Dame campus, what would be my recommendation? 
that's going to come up for part two of my podcast next week. But I just started to think, you know, do you do, just to kind of give you guys some ideas, do you do it on the 1988 Catholics versus convicts? Obviously, we saw a great documentary on ESPN in late 2016 after the Heisman Trophy ceremony. But again, we've heard that story so many times. Can you make a two-hour movie out of it? If anything, I think you make a 10 10 episode miniseries from Netflix, kind of like what um, on HBO Max, the winning time, the story of the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers, maybe do something like that. Or when Notre Dame snapped the 88 game winning streak in 1971, the UCLA basketball team, do you make a movie about that? But again, we've seen so many documentaries, you know, sports specials on that. Can you really make a two hour movie out of that or you do a series on that i think that would be more i could see more of a movie for that but for the catholics versus convicts more or less that story started in 1986 when coach holtz was hired notre dame was pretty much awful at the time they had a lot of walk-ons on the team and each year they were more or less gearing up for that game and then in 1988 they more or less slayed the dragon and you know won the national title but they had to beat miami to win that national title so again, I'm just trying to put some ideas out there for you guys to think, you know, what's Rob going to, or RPT, what's RPT going to recommend next week? And this is a great story that I'm going to recommend. I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. It's, and I th- I'm thinking too, you know, with Rudy and Hoosiers, the team of David Anspaugh, who's the director, and Angelo Pizzo, who's the screenwriter, excellent movies that they made for I mean, I'm actually, I'm more of a fan of Hoosiers. I think Hoosiers is the better movie than Rudy. And that's my all-time favorite sports movie of all time. But I think the recommendation that I'm going to give for next week for the movie I want to be on Notre Dame's campus and, you know, to have a Notre Dame tie into it as well, we need the team of David Anspaugh as director and Angelo Pizzo as the actual screenwriter. And actually, I'm gonna like I said, I have my you know the Twitter account, my my Twitter address is right there. I'm gonna at both because they're on Twitter at David Anspaugh and Angelo Pizzo to say, hey, check whether they'll do it or not, who knows? To first check out this podcast here and to say, hey, I want to recommend for the both of you guys to make this movie. Let's get this movie done. I mean, I'm off, you know, it's a it's a long shot for this to be made, but again, it's been a while since there's been a film on campus focused on Notre Dame with a Notre Dame story and also filmed on the Notre Dame campus. And again, like I said, I want to want to at Angela Pizzo and at David Anspaugh, whether they look at it or not, you know, who knows? But I think these two individuals here would be the best choice because they made, to me, the greatest sports movie ever, Hoosiers, and they also had that tie into Notre Dame. But before I leave you, though, too, and even if, you know, this, if you don't like the recommendation I give you guys, it's it's an actual true story. But maybe you set also Notre Dame just as the backdrop of a story and fictionalize a story. I always thought maybe like have a, you know, for the 1988 game, that's just the backdrop for the actual movie. But the actual movie is, is about like a murder mystery or something drama wise that's going on on campus. But the game's going on as well. The thing is, though, I don't know if Notre Dame wants to have like a murder mystery on their campus because obviously they would have to approve any sort of movie that's being filmed on their campus. 
Um, kind of, I'm a Steeler fan as well. Like the Immaculate Reception. I thought, how do you make a movie about, you know, it's more or less just a moment that was huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers to more or less, even though it didn't start their dynasty, it was, it was a stepping stone to their dynasty of the 70s because they didn't win the Super Bowl until two years later. But I thought, why don't have have that game as a backdrop and then something's going on in Three River Stadium or in Pittsburgh as the game's going on. Like I said, like a murder mystery or some type of high drama event. So just to kind of kick it around, uh, I will have, again, part two of this next week. I, I need to do some more research and really think this out to give you guys, you know, my argument as to why this they should make this movie. And again, I'm selling this to David Anspaugh, the director of Hoosiers and Rudy, and also Angelo Pizzo, the screenwriter, because they have not worked. Let me show you guys. They worked on Rudy. Rudy. Hoosier. So Hoosiers was in 86, Rudy 93. The game of their lives was the last time they collaborated. And that was in 2005. And that is about, it was in 19. I watched that movie last year. It was either last year when COVID was in its heyday of, of 2020. And it's about the 1960 U.S. soccer team that defeats England. It's not in the World Cup, but it's just this soccer match. And, you know, I know soccer is becoming bigger in the United States, but we've never won a World Cup and we've never been really successful against the big boys of soccer. And that, I recommend that movie. To me, it's no Hoosiers or Rudy. Obviously, you know, because I'm a basketball fan and, you know, because Rudy of Notre Dame, I'm not, I never grew up with soccer. We didn't have soccer growing up. I know I'm dating myself. It wasn't big in my hometown in the 1980s as a kid. So I think that's why it was a good movie. I don't think I enjoyed it as much because soccer, I'm just not a fan of soccer. So, but again, part two, get ready for me to, this is a phenomenal story about a Notre Dame athlete. So it's a factual account, someone affiliated with Notre Dame. And it would be great to film this on campus because again, except for Rudy and Newt Rockney All-American, and obviously for footage for the uh, Father Hesburgh documentary, it's, there, Hollywood has barely used Notre Dame. And I know Notre Dame, there's always going to be restrictions of what you can film there and stuff like that. I think this is a great opportunity because Notre Dame's a huge brand. We all know they're not in a conference yet, and I think one of the main reasons why they're not in a conference is because being independent in football, like I said, they're they're not in a conference for football, all other sports they are, but for football, they can schedule who they want, you know, West coast, East coast, down South. And not to say they're just scheduling, you know, lower tier opponents. They're, they're scheduling great opponents. One being Ohio state this upcoming September, uh, Labor Day weekend. It's just by going all over the country, you increase that brand presence. And that's the one reason why I think they're not obviously the money too, but you have that broad presence, you know, by not being in a conference because you can schedule who you want and go all over the country. So again, and again, real quick, I forgot to mention again, because I keep forgetting this. I still think we're going nine and three for the football season. And, but we're going to win a bowl as well, a lower tier bowl, bowl. You know, it won't be a New Year's six bowl. But again, I hope, I hope as the season goes along, I change my mind. But right now, nine and three, Probably a New Year's Day Bowl, but not a New Year's Six Bowl. And we're going to win that bowl so to finish 10-3. and three. So again, 
Check out my podcast next week on part two on what I'm recommending for both David Anspaugh, the director, and Angel Pizzo, the screenwriters of Ruby and Hoosiers, on what Notre Dame story to be filmed on the Notre Dame campus that I recommend. So again, thanks for joining here, and as always, go Irish.